ML Nation, episode 227. And so it's one of the tricks is to really help people get a good fast start and get people down underneath them because most people will help other people even when they're busy. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. For just $1, you can get all access to over 17 training courses, weekly coaching, you can ask me questions, 30 newsletters, and network with top distributors. Go get a dollar trial to MLM Nation Insider at MLMNationInsider.com. Again, that is MLMNationInsider.com. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan. And before we start, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like MLM Nation, you love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing training and stories just like the show MLM Nation. So go check them out, Networking Times at MLMNation.net forward slash times. MLMNation.net forward slash times. And now here's today's iTunes review of the day. And this comes from Demi R out in Australia. It says, this show is great. It's awesome. Very useful information. Great advice from speakers. Everyone will certainly learn a thing or two from listening to this podcast. Great info marketing and how to get more involved and be successful in this industry. So thank you, Demi R, for, for sharing, taking the time. Uh, and ML Nation, if this show has helped you in any way, please take one to two minutes. Just go to iTunes, leave a review, re- subscribe, rate, and review, and let me know how the show has helped you out. That will not just make my day, but uh, all the five people that work hard so hard each week to put three episodes a week for you. So please do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Okay, with that said, let's go to today's show. We have a super, super power couple. So let's go right there. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up to bring a special guest today, a power couple who has been married for 38 years and been in network marketing for over 25 years. Chuck and Tammy, are you ready to make it happen? That's what we do day in and day out. We're ready. We were ready years ago. (laughs) I love it. Chuck and Tammy Gates, like I said, have over 25 years of MLM experience and have helped thousands build large networks and create residual income. They have built a global business led by six-figure leaders that they have groomed. Chuck and Tammy reached the top of the pay plan in three different companies and are top five earners in the current company. For 2016, they're on track to earn over seven figures this year. What Chuck and Tammy, however, are most proud of is how they balanced business with raising the kids. They were able to build a successful network marketing business while juggling different activities like going to school and sporting events. So Chuck and Tammy, I've given MLM Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your backgrounds and how you came across network marketing. Uh, go ahead, Tammy. Well, I uh, came across network marketing actually after I married my husband. And so like I said, our kids were pretty much raised in network marketing. They were tiny elementary school kids when we found it. And I was raised like so many people in my generation to get as much college as you can afford, find the best paying dollar per hour job that you could find and have really good work ethic to um, get pay raises and promotions. And then I met Chuck and Chuck told me, oh no, Tammy, 
that will never get us our hopes and dreams. There is a better way. And for, for me, Simon, actually, uh, we've been 25 years full-time network marketing. That's all we've done for a living, both of us. But I actually got in my first company when I was 19 years old, came home on a, on a spring break from college and uh, was introduced to some friends. And so I, that started me dabbling with different companies and looking at different companies ever since, uh, since 1976. And so, um, and I just had my class 40th class reunion last year. So it kind of tells you where I'm at. <laughs> so Chuck would always be bringing home these opportunities and, uh, I guess I used to tell him he wasn't an entrepreneur. He was just always in the manure. But uh, (laughs) one day he asked me to go to a network marketing meeting with him. And uh, I I didn't really trust network marketing. I thought, you know, that looks to me like the next best thing to stealing someone's purse. But he said, come on, come with me. Well, it'll be like a date. And after the meeting, we'll have dinner and drinks. And so I went to the meeting to get to the date, but I like to say my mama didn't raise no dumb girl because as I sat in that room and listened to the genuine, sincere people I was looking at and hearing their stories, I'll tell you what, the hair started to stand up everywhere, even on my toes. So before you went to that meeting, uh, Chuck was involved in network marketing and you were just supporting him or you were just trying to like... Turn a blind eye. To yeah, her. we we up until uh, she she really hadn't been um, involved. She was just like say, oh, you're doing another one of those things. And um, most of them, uh, you know, as as you well know, a lot of companies don't last. Some things, as I would get into them or be even just looking at them, and um, they were just something that really I could tell was they were either out of integrity or it didn't line up uh, for what I what I felt, or I could just feel that um, we weren't going to be a good match. So it wasn't always just that the, you know, um, money it, money isn't everything that attracts a person, and, uh, and I'm definitely one that has to weigh things out like that. And I think the defining moment for me was, I remember one morning sitting at the coffee at the breakfast table, looking through the help wanted ads in the paper. And we desperately needed two incomes. And I was bringing things by Chuck's attention. Well, I could do this one, Chuck. It would only require this many hours. I could do that one, Chuck. It would only take me away from the family this many days a month. And I remember him pounding his fist on the table and saying, darn it, Tammy, if you throw your hat in here with me, you'll never have to work another day in your life. And since that day, Simon, Chuck and I realized that couples have unique abilities to work together and work in each other's strengths and cover each other's weaknesses. And it really, really is an amazing partnership for a network marketing business. So what was the turning point? I mean, because Chuck, you did a couple opportunities, but like Tammy said, you were not entrepreneur, you were in the manure, right? So what was the turning point where you started having success? Um, I was actually, uh, it's maybe what you would call an aha moment for me. I was, uh, like I say, I dabbled with companies and made a few dollars here and there, had companies end up going bankrupt and then having to file with the bankruptcy court to get 
back a measly 140 bucks or something and then uh, had controllers of companies actually leave the country with all of the money um, a lot of different things but then I finally found a company that I really clicked with and I was actually uh, working for a collection agency company at the time on a commission basis and my direct supervisor was five hours drive away from me uh, in Spokane Washington and um, so as I was driving to go to my my business meeting uh, with my super to meet my supervisor, I was listening to some audio cassettes in the car that the company had put out, and I just I just kept saying, if they can do this, why can't I? If someone can do this on a full time basis, why not me? I'm going to pull out all the stops and just do this. And by the time I got to my meeting to meet my supervisor. Um, rather than let him tell me what he wanted me to do, I told him that he needed to join me in the network marketing company I found, and uh, he didn't pay attention. We went on to earn several million dollars, uh, right about three million dollars with that company, but uh, the uh, he ended up, he did join it, and he came up to me and said, man, I wish I'd have paid attention to you when you came, had lunch with me that day, <laughs> and uh so it, it is just one of those things. That's That was my aha moment. I can remember exactly where I was at on the highway when I made that commitment to myself. And I think I re reached over and wrote in my day timer, I'm going to do this or something like that. And um, so that was it. So a lot of people uh, who listen to the show, I mean, that takes a lot of guts to talk to a supervisor, right? You're driving there. How did you get over, overcome that fear? Was it just like the pure motivation from listening to the audio, the cassette tapes? Or what were you visualizing when you say, hey, I'm going to go and prospect him? Instead of him telling me what to do, I'm going to tell him to join. Well, I, I, knew he was, I knew he also was an entrepreneur. I knew he was also paid on commission, and even though he made an override on me. Um, and I knew he wasn't doing financially as well as, as he wanted to be doing. And, um, and I felt that I found something that I could share from my heart that I knew was backed up by facts and figures and and um, and evidence, and I'd made a commitment, so I just let him know that I thought he should join me as well, and um, and then we went on with him telling me get back to work pretty much, and this is what you're going to do as long as you're here. So um, <laughs> huh. it was about probably about five months after that that I was able to quit that job and go full time network marketing, and we've been full time ever since. What was your turning point uh, or aha moment for you, Tammy? When Chuck was really frank with me, and we have a really great uh, working relationship in our marriage. We communicate. We value each other as equals. And he came to me and just said, look, Tammy, just believe me. Just trust me. And uh, so I just honored him in that. And uh Maybe humored him a little bit as well uh, and did my own homework then, my own homework on the industry, my own homework on the company, my own homework on the marketing plans and compensation plans and realized that everything he had been telling me for a number of years was really true, that uh, network marketing is an opportunity for the ordinary person to really achieve some extraordinary dreams. You had mentioned, uh, Tammy, that couples, when they work together, they really complement each other well. So how do you and Chuck complement each other? 
Well, I just tell you, you know, I know Simon, you're a techie, um, and have your own studio and all of that. I am definitely not a techie. I love technology. I love gadgets. I like everything, but um, my learning curve is different than most people. Um, I was, uh, after years of wondering why I learned different, did things different, I found out uh, that I was ADD. Always knew I was a little different. Um, <laughs> but uh, the thing is, is Tammy's a whiz kid at at technology and the computer. And and um, for me, actually, when computers first started coming out, you know, I was the guy that just just keep giving me a piece of paper and a pencil, you know, and, and I don't need a computer. And um, so she, she is really that our strength. Um, my strength is, is really I'm pretty good at just talking to people, starting conversations, and, um, and being sincere. Hmm. Very cool. Now, uh, going back to your 25 years of history in network marketing, actually more than that because you've been 25 years full-time, what would you consider? I love asking this question, especially for people with such like almost three decades of experience, right? What was your worst, worst, worst moment in network marketing? Well, we were with a company, Simon, who started to make some really bad decisions. And um, they began to go down the tubes really fast. And when that happened, our income went down the tubes really fast with it. But you know, your bills don't go away, they you still have them. And so at the time that we were able to switch companies and find a different company, we had 17 credit cards, they were all maxed out, our house was facing foreclosure, I would get up in the morning before eight o'clock, because I knew that's when the collectors started to call and I'd take the phone off the hook so that it wouldn't wake up Chuck. And that probably was some of the most um, scary times of our life in network marketing. But, you know, this time we are really, really, really focused on doing things right and doing what's right for us first and for our legacy and making good financial decisions and you know, I think it's one of the challenges in network marketing is that, that sometimes people make it big. And I heard a comment the other day that someone said they made it big and they were spending money like they were on their appointment to the electric chair. And I, I think it's uh, going to be a really good thing for our industry, for everyone to really become amazing stewards financially and have good financial disciplines so that the world can look at our industry and really say, now they're doing it right. So I want to touch upon this a little bit um, because a lot of people say, wow, you're full-time, you're making a lot of money, you're the MLM success, right? So what would you do differently? I mean, when you say the financial, uh, and people think, well, of course, once you have a lot of money, it's easy to spend. What would you do? Well, how are you doing things differently? Um, living on a budget, setting ourselves up for retirement, making everything automatic so that um, automatic drafts are going into our savings and our retirement before we ever see it. And, um, you know, staying right on top of Uncle Sam and the IRS and just having uh, real integrity. We wrote a uh, affirmation 
And we just said that we're 100% committed to being financially disciplined and a good financial steward so that we can leave a financial legacy for our family no matter what. Hmm. You know, when, when that company went down, um, why did you go back to network marketing? Because a lot of people, isn't that very sort of discouraging, especially when we're teaching people MLMs about residual income, but then company makes a couple of bad decisions. Your life is severely affected. Why did you stick with the industry? Um, you know, that's the thing is that um, if, uh, especially as you, a person gets older, um, you it doesn't matter what it is. You want to make the most income you can for what you got. And um, I mean, I don't. I don't have a background of, of in banking. I've got basically two years of college. And, um, and the thing is, is that where my greatest strength is, my most experience, and where I've been a professional at the most is network marketing. And there isn't a business out there. It's, like, it's kind of like this. I drove by Walmart um, here uh, several months ago and they had a sign out front and they said now hiring all positions and so I was thinking oh well if I was going to go apply at Walmart I'd want to at least be somewhere in the income range that I am I wonder if the CEO position is open <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is is that it's just like that why would I want to go look and start a new career and doing something that doesn't have the growth potential doesn't um, and definitely doesn't hold an interest for me or give me the freedom um, I don't know how most people um, you know especially in the big cities working an eight-hour job and then driving an hour hour and a half back and forth to work each day and then still dealing with kids and and sporting events and all that um, you know, I can't even imagine how people, why, you know, it's, it's one of the things that, that freedom, um, I'm not willing to give that up. And I know you don't have to, to derive a, a very handsome income and a good living and be able to really raise your own family, not have somebody else babysitting them and, and bringing them up to their standards, but you raise them yourself and bring them up to where you want to see them grow into be the fine young women and men that they can be. Speaking about raising kids, uh, how many kids do you have, and how did you two balance building a successful business and both and being a parent, a good father and good mother at the same time? Well, we, um, we have three kids. They're all married now with kids of their own, but we really engaged them in our dream and in our plans. And I remember I used to tell them. Now, don't catch a cold during the school year, so make sure you wear your hat and gloves and coat, zip up your coat, take care of yourself, because we need to spend the days that you get to be absent from school traveling and having fun, not sick in bed. And we used to tell them if we did a meeting or something at night and we had to leave them with a babysitter, we'd say, now make sure that you are really good for the babysitter and don't cause any problems. Go to bed on time because remember, we're outbuilding our dream. 
And I have a friend who promised her kids a trampoline once she made a certain rank is how she got her kids engaged. So it really is just as a family coming together and building your dream. And um, I remember when, after we went full time and and uh, started going up the ranks, the kids, it was as much the kids' business as ours. They were they were telling their friends what they were wearing and, and some of their parents were calling and saying, my kid wants what your kid has, um, how do I get it? And things like that. But that that was what was really special was when we came home and the kids had decorated the house and cheering us on for achieving the level that we had and um, we've had our and, kids and they were still young you know and so that was a wonderful wonderful yeah. time we've um, been able to teach our kids real people skills in this industry too we've had them introduce us at meetings um, we, uh, my granddaughter right now, my nine-year-old granddaughter helped me make a PowerPoint for one of our presentations recently. And so, so she's you know, the real um, you can really teach your kids and your grandkids some really valuable skills and people skills and street smart skills in this industry too. As well as I think, Simon, one of the things that, um, it, that there really is hard to put a, a price on it. But it's when you can afford to take your kids on vacations, um, on cruises, uh, to other countries, and really seeing the world. Um, where most people, they, they dream about doing those things when they finally retire. And then when they hit that point, they don't have the budget still to be able to do that. And uh, now their kids are already grown. And so our kids were able to go with us on business travel that... The deductions were there. The tax benefits of having your own business is enormous. But when you take your family, it's the same thing. Those those costs are still costs that are going out, and you're attending a function and uh, and letting the kids tag along. That's, you know, just fine. Yeah, that's a really good education. I mean, it's like travel, I believe. It's like it's not even optional. It's mandatory because you can learn one trip. You can read all the textbooks and books in the world, but you take a kid to one trip, it could be even like two or three days. They'll learn more than an entire lifetime of reading about this place. That's right. And then, and so you're originally from, uh, you've been, how long have you been living in uh, Helena, Montana? Uh, we've been married 38 years. We've been here basically about uh, 36 <laughs> of them. I 36. Guess. So how do you grow global business out in a small town? And I, should, I shouldn't, I'm sorry if I offended you, it's a small town, city. Right, Montana. I mean, if you live in L.A., Helena's a small town. So how do you grow global business? What do you it's do? It's true. It's true. You know, we have uh, under a million people, and it takes uh, a day and a half to drive from the East Coast to the West Coast. Um, well, yeah, there's a million people in the state. Um, our our community's uh, about 50,000, 55,000 people. But one of the things, you know, there there's a, really a misnomer out there, and you'll have people that will be introduced to the business and they might be from a small community of 100 people or less, or they, they'll say, you know, they raise cows and they're 15 miles out of town. We have those people in our business. And the thing is, the thing that's interesting with network marketing is, you know, downtown L.A., there's people that they live in apartments. They've been there for five years. The person in the apartment next to them has been there for five years. They see each other coming and going out the door, but they're almost scared to say hello because people are scared they're going to get robbed or whatever. And um, 
But when you get to a small community, the thing that's interesting with small communities is that most of them can't sustain the population that breeds out of there. And so as the kids grow, there isn't a, there isn't a college farm to locally go to. They have to leave town to go to college. Um, as they achieve a career, coming back to their hometown, there isn't a whole lot of business opportunity for them there. And so anybody that lives in a small community knows somebody that's moved out of that small community, whether it be their children, relatives, ex-neighbors, their kids. And that's, that's the real trick to network marketing. It isn't just building only in your own backyard. It's to have expansion that goes nationwide and then global. Mm. That is really good. Um, so you basically network and build friends with people and ultimately referrals or friends of friends. That's how you meet your people. That's, yeah. Very yeah, good. it's, you know, the thing is, it's like in a small community, um, you go to the grocery store and people are striking up conversations left and right. Everybody's asking, oh, how's the new baby? How's this doing? Um, but that doesn't happen so much in the big city. You can go to the same grocery store and not even see the same clerk twice. Um, and so... Um, as you get into these smaller communities, if I'm understanding your question, is that you know those relation those relationships are trusting relationships, and uh, people are more open to hear about something from somebody they trust and that they know than they are all the time from necessarily from a stranger. Yeah, you put a good point. Now, when you said that, I was just thinking because I just moved like six days ago, right? And like most of my neighbors I, from my old neighborhood, we will say hi to each other. But I lived there for eight years, and we don't know anything about each other. <laughs> Sadly, I mean, aside from like two or three whom close to, we don't know anything about each other. But we we'll, we'll be friendly. But we never like the people in the big city. We don't really take the time to build a relationship. Well, again, and in a small community, you get to do that. That's right. Going back to your journey, uh, what would you consider to be your proudest moment in network marketing? Um, well, I, I would say it was uh, not only us being able, able to quit um, our full-time employment jobs and go full-time, but it was really proudest when we were able to have other people duplicate that and them quit their jobs and then see them up on the big stage at the national convention, getting pinned as diamonds and and above, and um, that's really what it's about. It's about lifting other people up. I believe for me, having an impact and making a difference. You know, we have a good friend in our organization who used to drive the most dangerous road in America two times a day, and he would get up at four o'clock in the morning to go to work. And uh, we've been able to help his wife retire him at a higher income level, and he's off that road. We have another guy who, um, in his late 50s, was robbed of a 30-year retirement income. And so we were able to help his wife retire him in about a year and a half. We got another um, single mom in Australia with two young girls who was just facing some horrible tragic tragic futures and uh we've been able to help her rescue her situation and so it really our, our, together i know chuck and say the same thing our, our proudest moments are having an impact and making a difference with other people's lives hmm. what was the what is the most dangerous road in america i'm actually very curious yeah one it? of them one of the he tells me it was one of the most dangerous it was in colorado outside of aspen that's interesting huh 
And uh, Chuck, what was your profession? What did you do before uh, you went full-time in network marketing? I have done a little bit of Whatever everything. Whatever it took. Whatever it took. <laughs> I've, I've done a little bit of everything from uh, back in my college days. I, I pounded nails, uh, uh, worked construction. Then I actually uh, drove truck, um, went on to get an insurance license and sell insurance on a part-time basis that didn't last very long. Uh, wasn't able to really make a go of that very well. Um, and... Um, but then I got into the cable TV industry where I rose really quickly, uh, with, uh, started out with an independent contractor and then was direct with the, with the corporate. Um, and so I worked in, in sales and marketing and actually uh, headed up uh, door-to-door campaigns, training and hiring people to go door-to-door when we would go working in an area to see if they wanted to increase services. And... Um, and I had a partnership in that, um, got burned in that partnership, and the fellow still owes me quite a bit of money that I'll never see. And um, then I was in another big partnership uh, with a product taken at Nationwide, and that fell out as well. Hmm. And I was a manufacturer's rep for six and a half years as a, a broker selling tools and hardware to hardware stores. And so... Done a little bit of everything, but nothing compares to network marketing. You can definitely apply to all positions at Walmart. <laughs> there <you> go. <laughs> hey, um, how have you seen network marketing change in the last thirty plus years? Well, well yeah, I think um, everyone could agree with this, and it's technology and social media. And you know, we remember the day when we used to. Uh, type out newsletters on a typewriter and then photocopy them and lick a stamp and mail them to people. We all remember the days when we would put um, cassette tapes in our car and listen to them and um, take people to meetings and things like that. And now through technology, we can use the internet and and send people links to websites. We can use apps. We can use Facebook Live and social media. We can use Zoom and Skype. And so really technology and the internet, even in the last five years, has has dramatically changed the face of this industry. That's, and it's changing faster and faster. What um, Being able to look at people where it used to be, like say, to get them the information we were compiling whole packets, sending off VHS tapes, uh, dubbing cassettes, um, and it would take maybe four days uh, to get there, or maybe longer. And, of course, then the cost of the postage. Now it takes four seconds, and it's, it's better quality. Um, and, they've, you know, it's you know, one of those things kind of like at the checkout stand, you know. Hmm. They, they put all those items up there for impulse buyers because people, when – they're actually in the middle of something like that is when they're going to take the most interest. And if it takes a week for it to get there before, um, after you've just spent time talking to them on the phone, um, you know, that interest is gone. But if I can say, hey, I'm going to send you over this right now and click, it's there. Uh, let's go over it together. Um, whole different impact. So things move much quicker. Uh, it's easier for people to grow in this technology. And... It's a, it's a whole different thing 
I know uh, Simon, your uh, your business as, as is MLM Nation. The uh, you know the the term MLM, which network marketing is MLM, um, but it's really changed. It's it's that same change that's taken place, like from going from vinyl records to uh, eight track, and then from eight track to cassette to now going digital and chip. And um, network marketing is not what MLM used to be. Uh, MLM really stood for uh, multi-level uh, marketing, and everything went through a multi-level chain of command. So all of the companies back, you know, 50 years ago, uh, you, the company didn't send you any products. They sent they sent the person that was a direct product, and the person that was under them had to go to them and buy it out of their garage. And at the end of the month, the company sent that that upline person a check because they were direct with the company. And then out of his check, he'd write this guy a check, and he was supposed to write him a check. And that was some of the pitfalls that gave network marketing or multi-level marketing back in the days, um, you know, problems. And so, um, because a lot of times those people never did get their check. Um, so, and that, so it was a chain of command through not just the distribution of the goods, but also uh, the commissions and, and payroll system. You, know, you started in 1976. That's actually three, I think, three, four years before the even Amway decision, right, in the Supreme Court decision. Um, mm -hmm. How do you, do you see people more open to network marketing than when you first started? Or how have you uh, seen, yeah. yeah, it's absolutely, um, and, and it's one of those things that's, um, I think, uh, you know, more and more people are understanding that this is, um, there's a lot of great, products and services and companies out there delivering goods through network marketing distribution and and it's opened people's eyes to why would these companies like General Motors or any of them associate with these companies if they if they weren't up and upstanding and legit and so um, there's definitely a new awareness um, I think um, not just our country but all over the world uh, you know, people are feeling real financial constraints. They're looking for alternatives to make some additional income. And, of course, there's um, that's what we offer. We offer freedom. We offer income, uh, whether it be on a part-time and, and just helping basis or to go full-time and make, um, you know, just generational wealth. What can a dollar get you nowadays? Definitely not Starbucks and probably not even a bagel with cream cheese. Your best dollar investment is a seven-day trial to MLM Nation Insider. For just $1, you can have access to all my implementation guide trainings, such as how to create shareable social media posts, how to run your first home meeting, how to do your first one-on-one -on -one meeting, and much more for just one buck. These courses are normally $47, but with your dollar trial, you can get them all for free for seven days. Go check it out at mlnationinsider.com. That is mlmnationinsider.com. And you two have been awesome. As we go towards the end of the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. Uh, and the first one is, what is, and I'd like for both of you to share real quick, and these could be like one, one sentence answers, like one word answers. So first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Uh. Well, one I, I've always used, and um, and that's by Mark Twain, and it's if you tell the truth, 
you never have to remember anything. And it's because when it's when it's something that you've lived, you're you're telling the truth from your heart. You don't have to remember what you told this person from somebody else. And it's one of the things from our company that, you know, the companies we've been involved with, I don't want to be with a company that I've got to exaggerate or make up stories that aren't true and not remember what I said from one person to the next. So I like that. One one that I also have always liked is learn from the mistakes of others. You can't live long enough to make them all yourself. Mm. And uh, and uh, my another one that I use that I kind of developed myself, and that is is that people will do for others that they won't do for themselves. And uh, and that's really a true statement because when you find a networking, you know, you'll get somebody maybe in. And then you ask them, hey, were you on the call? Hey, are you going to go to the training this Saturday or are you going to do this? And they'll say, no, no, no. But all of a sudden, when you can help them to get somebody down underneath them, and that person and they, that person's calling them on the phone and saying, hey, how does this work? And they go, I don't know, but there's a training on Saturday. I'm going to go and I'll find out for you. They'll do it for that other person where they wouldn't have done it for themselves. And so it's one of the tricks is to really help people get a good fast start and get people down underneath them because most people will help other people even when they're busy. And I always love Zig Ziglar's quote uh, that if you help enough people get whatever they want, you can have everything in life you want. Hmm. What does one habit help you become successful? Uh, having a really strict morning routine and a morning ritual where you get your quiet time and then you get your planning time. And that has that habit has been our success. And uh, one of the planning strategies that we do during our morning routine is to use the events and the promotions that our company is offering to look through our organization, find some people we can believe in who we believe have it in them to make a push to earn that reward and then to uh, team up with them. So we use the, our mornings to plan a lot like that. What about you, Chuck? What's one habit you have? The same thing, morning routines? Uh, no, it's, it, again, my, my forte and I, I think uh, one of the, the things that have helped us to be successful is just that um, just being genuine and uh, – and being able to relate with other people, uh, people for myself as well as for people on my team, helping them, um, whether it be three-way phone calls, uh, whatever it might be like that, and um, and just sharing my heart. And, uh, and that comes easy again because when you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? To make a decision, to choose. Um, to decide. The root word of decide, the Latin part of the C-I-D-E part of decide actually means to put to death any other options. You find that root word in genocide and homicide and suicide and that's why it's in decide. And so our uh, the best piece of advice we ever got was to make a commitment and decide to do this and I and I, I guess I would just uh, you know one of the things um, that really probably um, made a big difference for me I was I was actually it was clear back in the years of the bag phone in my car 
and one of the people upline in the company, as I was just getting started, started, he said, if you'll just make a commitment, as Tammy said, decide, make a commitment that you're going to do this for one year and really apply yourself just as and work as hard for you as you've ever worked for somebody else, that if you don't do this, you're going to get fired. And, and if you'll really apply yourself like that, uh, in a matter of few months, you'll look back and you'll say, wow, I can't believe how much growth I've had. There's no way I would quit in one year. But it's because you're doing it with that kind of an attitude. It's not an attitude of kind of like, oh, my God, i got to do this for eight more months before I can quit. But it's that type of an attitude because when you really go to work for you and, and do the best for you um, and treat people the way they want to be treated and deserve to be treated, uh, you find your business grows. And it's been very true. Now, you had talked about uh, back in the day, you used to type up newsletters and dubbing cassette tapes and setting off a package. So today, uh, today, what is your favorite prospecting tool you use for prospects? Do you send like an online video? Do you do a webinar or do you sit Absolutely. Down? We use the Zoom.us technology several times a day to... Um, meet new team members, welcome people to the team, do um, talk to candidates and prospects over Zoom. We like it way better than Skype because we can do group things. It's free for everyone, really easy for everyone to learn to use. Uh, We love sending people uh, information over our cell phones because we believe texting and mobile device usage right now it gets people's attention i talked to someone the other day who told me that a webmaster who told me that uh, something like a crazy uh, 90 plus percent of people never open the emails but a crazy 90 percent of people read and respond to a text within minutes and so you know we are we're trying to move with the time simon Aside from Zoom, you mentioned, which is a great resource, any other favorite online resources or apps uh, that you could recommend? Um, we love Tim Sales, uh, the biz model, or brilliant compensation plan to teach people who may have never done network marketing just a little bit about our industry and how it works. Yeah, fantastic to brilliant compensation. Uh, what about books? Uh, is there one book that you could re- one or two books that you've recommended to your downlines that you you could recommend to MLM Nation? Oh, MLM Nation, you got to get Miracle Mornings for Network Marketers, and um, that will teach you how to have a morning routine that will set up your day. But it's specifically designed for network marketers. The original Miracle Mornings was wrote by Hal Elrod. And then the second book is Susie Orman's Laws of Money, so that you can learn to do what's right for you with your money. As far as the industry, my favorite is GoPro by Eric Worre. Fantastic reads. Uh, Must, must reads. And ML Nation, you listeners out there, I know you love audio because you're listening to the show. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing free audio book at MLMNationBook.com. Now, Tammy... And Chuck, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. Are you ready? (laughs) We are ready. So here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you have to start all over again 
and you knew no one. You didn't even know your kids, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. So you're kind of like an alien that went to another planet and they spoke English. What's the first thing you do to find prospects or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? Okay. Um, for me, you know, one of the things, uh, people that have been in this industry or they've dabbled in it or maybe they were in and didn't go very far, they found that maybe they thought they were with the wrong company. Um, they've had somewhat experience and they at least know that network marketing is not a pyramid scheme and so you don't have to go through all of that teaching of that and um, and you're really you're looking for entrepreneurs you're looking for network marketers you're looking for entrepreneurs uh, the shakers and and the makers and so um, it's kind of like if the same question if I didn't know anybody if that's where I was starting it's kind of like being in New York and saying you're going to go from New York to Montana and you don't have a map or a GPS. You first, you'd ask somebody, what direction is it? And they'd say, well, it's west. And so you start heading west. Then you'd pull over and ask somebody else directions. What highway should I take from here? And they might tell you there. And so the same thing, I would start asking people, who do you know that's an entrepreneur? Who do you know that's ever been in network marketing? Do you know anybody that's ever been in one of the MLMs in, in the past? Do you know anybody that's ever been in a, in a home party plan? Um, do you know any, who, who's somebody that you really admire that's someone that gets the job done? And uh, as you start doing that, um, those are you're going to start finding the leaders that you're looking for. You notice I, we work in healthcare, and I didn't say, who do you know it's sick? Who do you know it's miserable? Um, who do you know it's broke? I'm, I'm starting right out looking for leaders and because I want to help my people to get there fast and I want to get there fast and I know I can help a lot more sick people and a lot more broke people if I have a lot of good leaders underneath me. Any, uh, any, anything to add, Tammy? Um, Chuck's right. Just ask people, who do you know, and then make a list. Make a huge, enormous list. Put as many names on there as you can think of. And don't judge any of the names as you write them down. Don't think, oh, this person wouldn't listen to me or that person can't afford it. Or don't, don't judge anybody's name. Just go and make a list with as many names as possible. And then you can get all kinds of advice on how to pick your top names after, after you have your list. As we wrap up, do you have any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect and contact you to? Um, well, our, our advice is just kind of what we've been talking about all along, is just really um, be sincere and genuine, get out there, have an impact on people's lives, make a difference for them. And uh, you can get a hold of us and find us. Follow us on Chuck and Tammy Gates on Facebook. Or uh, we pin lots of things on Pinterest for business building strategies and tips. That's at Chuck and Tammy Gates on Pinterest. And um, you can subscribe to our newsletter for all kinds of business building tips and ideas on ChuckandTammyGates.com, which, by the way, is just being revamped, so I'm not sure how up-to-date it is right this moment, but ChuckandTammyGates.com. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you'll be hanging out with Chuck and Tammy Gates. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and just type in the last name Gates, 
G-A-T-E-S at the search bar and the show notes, their contact info, their website. You can sign up for their newsletter and all the nuggets of wisdom that they talked about will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So Chuck and Tammy, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you too for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Chuck and Tammy, thanks again and God bless you too. Well, thank you, Simon, and you keep up the great work, too. We appreciate you. Bye-bye. Your inspiration to the industry. Do you want to know the foolproof follow-up formula or three elements of fast-growing organizations or my co-market recruiting secrets? You can get these $47 courses along with all my other $47 trainings for only $1 by taking a seven-day trial to MLM Nation Insider. Go to MLMNationInsider.com for the special trial offer. Again, MLMNationInsider.com for the special $1 trial. Hey, MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan with a quick recap and review from a great show, awesome training from Chuck and Tammy Gates. Just reaffirms your belief how awesome this profession is. And I love it. You know, once you make the money, you see the potential. You talk about like, what growth potential in network marketing from zero to a million or right, zero to a hundred thousand? What other profession? You know, that's what when I first started, that's what the thing that motivated me. I want six figure passive income. And I was like, hey, what other profession can do this? Right? I want to do real estate. I need the money. But here, anyone can do it. And I love Chuck sharing that story when he stood at Walmart. Like, all positions are open. And the only position that he would want would be the CEO. CEO position. Is the CEO position open for me? I, so I love that. Um, you know, the turning point. For them, something to, for you to remember is that he was going there, driving to five hours to Spokane, Washington, to meet a supervisor and constantly listening to audio cassette tapes. Right now, if you're listening out there, you don't know what audio cassette tapes are, VHS tapes are, or even what typewriter is. Okay, that's what kind of dates Chuck and Tammy by how experienced they are when they used to do that. But listening to those audio cassettes in the tar- car, he's like, he realized if they can do it, why can't I? And visualize, hey, and that was the thing that gave him courage, right, to go there and prospect that supervisor. And ever since that, the rest was history. He was able to go full-time after a couple months and go from there. So uh, another big aha moment, uh, I think this is probably the whole aha moment of everything, is be sincere and genuine and have a go to make an impact. You know, I learned that from Zig Ziglar. Be genuine, sincere. Because like Chuck is sharing uh, from the quote from... Uh, uh, gosh, I can't read Tom Sawyer, right? Who was saying that? Oh, Mark Twain. Mark, Mark Twain wrote Tom Sawyer. Mark Twain was like, "If you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything," and that's so good. He said, "Is when we try to deviate and change facts, or exaggerate, or hype things up, or tell worse, tell lies. That's when you know, you sleep well at night because you're always thinking, what did I tell this person? What did I tell that person?'" And there's actually a book called Lying by Sam Harris that talks about it's not, not good to, you know, uh, why subconsciously it's not good. But just tell the truth and be sincere and have an impact. Go out there and share. And people will come to you. People will gravitate towards you, right? Um, they, you know, they live in a small community, 50,000 people, like a million, you know, Montana is a huge, huge state, third biggest state, only one million people in the state. But it's a great aha moment. It's like most small communities can't sustain the people. So people leave town, right? So everyone in that community will know someone that lives in a different city. And that's the way you get out of there. And small communities, instead of seeing that's negative, it's so small. The positive is, and he's right, people talk to each other. People actually spend time to get to know each other. Whilst in LA, people like, don't, we really don't know our neighbors, 
So great way to look at it. Small communities are a great way to tap into other national, international areas because the, the communities can't sustain themselves. People move out to find other jobs. So people always know someone that moved elsewhere. And that's a great way to go build. Uh, and, and the thing is you got to be sincere. Build building relationships. Don't just see everyone as a prospect, but just help people. Provide value. People trust you, and they'll give you the referrals. I'm looking at my notes here. Um, I love this. Just talks about make a commitment. Decide, right? Just decide. Decide to go all out. You're listening to the show. You made that decision, so go all out. Go all out. And another good tip is people will do for others will, will what they won't do for themselves. But people will do for others what they won't do for themselves. And that's so true because there's some, a lot of times when, you know, who do we hurt? A lot of times we hurt ourselves more than others, right? But like, and I know people like downlines. I know people who have I've coached where they wouldn't do anything for themselves. But when it's doing to help someone, they'll go all out to help them. So one of the strategies that Chuck and Tammy do, they, when they get someone in, they want to help that person get a couple people at a downline. So that person go out of the way to help their team. Last tip is... I love it, you know, because especially me with three kids. Just getting the kids engaged in their dream. That's one thing I could do more. You know, my kids are young. They don't, but uh, when they see doing animal nation, like, what's my purpose? Otherwise, that's an aha moment I can take away. My older son needs to know my purpose clear. So when they say, what does your daddy do? It's like, my daddy's busy having a positive impact as many lives as possible. That's a good, thank you, Chuck and Tammy, for sharing that. That is an action step I'm going to implement tonight immediately. So every time, my sons ask me, what you do today? Oh, why are you going to uh, work on your computer? Because daddy's busy making a positive impact as many lives as possible. Really good stuff. As opposed to just working, i got to focus. Really good stuff. And um, thank you, Chuck and Tammy. If you're finding value, definitely reach out to them. Go to mlnation.net. Just search for their last name, Gates, G-A-T-E-S. And then you see all the contact info in the show notes. Definitely reach out to them. They've been the professional for 30 years. Tons and tons and tons of wisdom. Okay? Not overnight success. 30-year overnight success. Tons of wisdom there. Super, super good. And if you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. That's all I ask. Make make my day and also help others help the team as well. Uh, The team that puts the ML Nation with five people that work hard on this. They'll fire them up as well. ML Nation, thanks for listening. Awesome show. Thank you, Chuck and Tammy. Uh, Remember, go out there, be sincere and genuine. Go out there, have a positive impact on someone's life today. Because this business is about helping people. So that said, thank you for listening. This is Simon Chan, and go make it happen. Take care, and God bless. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare.